Welcome to the Abundant Life Church Sermon of the Week. Get ready for your life to be changed by today's message from Pastor Jeremiah Hosmer. Well, let's turn in our Bibles today, if we can, to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. I'm in this series on the kingdom of God, and we're just going to add some more to it today. Uh, the, in the kingdom of God, John chapter 1 and verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not, the new King James say, comprehend it. The King James says, overcome it. Uh, There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world and the world was made through him. And the world did not know him. He came to his own and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him to them, everybody shout to them. He gave the right. Now in the Greek that word is authority. He gave the authority to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Oh, praise the Lord. Who were born, hallelujah, not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but were born of God. I need you to look at your neighbor and tell him, neighbor, I am born of God. Hallelujah. Born of the Spirit. Glory be to God. This flesh, this covering right here might have been born of the will of man, but I've been born of the Spirit of the living God. Hallelujah. So, praise God. Now, let's go. uh, Let's see. Well, I think y'all can, let's go to, let's go to the 103rd Psalm, the 103rd Psalm, and uh, we're going to read there, and then we're going to Deuteronomy 28, and today, so, so I, I, it took me three weeks to build upon um, kingdom citizenship, but I think today you guys are finally ready now to step over into the benefits, the rights of being a kingdom citizen. But we had to build a foundation so you don't get it all twisted. Amen. Hallelujah. All right, the 103rd Psalm. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. 
bless the Lord on my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Well, serving the Lord don't have no benefit. Who said? Well, I just want God. I don't want blessings. That's so dumb to say. Don't never say nothing like that again. Have you ever seen God show up and you wasn't blessed? It's religious talk. And it keeps you out of your promised land. Well, I can't, well, I done stirred it up and ain't even prayed yet. Amen. I, so, and all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with love and kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with normal things, with good things. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I will eat the best of the land. Glory be to God. Satisfies your mouth with, with, with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28. Uh, praise God. And verse 1. Now it shall come to pass if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully all his commandments which I command you today that the Lord your God will set you somebody say me, me. high above all nations of the earth and, and all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you what? Obey the voice of the Lord your God. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. Uh, blessed shall you be in the fruit of your body, the produce of the ground and the increase of the herds, the increase of your cattle and the offsprings of your flocks. Blessed shall be your basket. Blessed shall be your kneading bowl. Blessed shall you be when you come in. Blessed shall you be when you go out. The Lord will cause your enemies to rise against you to be defeated before your face. They shall come out against you one way. They shall flee before you seven ways. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouse and in all that which you set your hand. He will bless you in the land which the Lord your God has given you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. Just as he has sworn to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, then all peoples of the earth shall see that you are called by my name or the name of the Lord and they shall be afraid of you and the Lord will grant you some goods. The Lord will grant you whatever you have need of. See, I'm going to kick some religious devils straight up in the mouth today. Because that's what's holding some of you back. You've been taught all your life, don't ask God for nothing, just, you know, you'll, you'll, well, he said, ask. And you what? Well, you know, we just, you just don't need to be bothering God. Who said you bothering him? I'm sitting here telling you today that you've got to grab this right here and you've got to kick all the other religious talk out of your life. All the other religious mindsets out of your life. Hallelujah. God said, don't go there yet. They need a little teaching. Okay, don't worry. We good. Amen. And the Lord will grant you plenty of goods. In the fruit of your body, in the increase of your livestock, in the produce of your ground, in the land of which the Lord swore your fathers to give you. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. 
and the heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. I decree the day coming where everybody who's in covenant with this house shall be debt free in the name of Jesus. You shall owe no man nothing but to love them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. That's mine in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today and are careful to observe them. So I want to talk about the benefits of kingdom citizenship, the rights. If you are a newcomer today, then you probably need to go back and grab the first three. Uh, well, actually, it's the last three messages on this because I built a foundation to, to get on this. Because I told you, you need to come every Sunday. Because, see, in a prophetic and apostolic house, you can miss a Sunday and feel like you ain't been there in a year. Because in one Sunday, God can shift everything. And you're like, what in the world happened to the place? Well, God's moving. He ain't waiting. He's moving. And so you got to move with him. Father, in the name of Jesus, we uh, thank you now that you are speaking. You have moved today, Lord, and I thank you, Father, for what you have done. You have healed. You have saved. God, we could leave this house right now knowing we had had church. We had been with you. Uh, but Lord, today as we take time to hear from your word, you said the grass wither and the flower fade, but the word of the Lord shall stand forever. And so God, today we take time to hear what you have to say in this moment. I, in this moment, God, I humble myself. I yield myself. I yield myself, God, that you may speak through me the words of life, the oracles of heaven. I pray today that you would look upon my availability and not my ability, and God, that everything that is said and done would bring you glory. Lord, I pray for an apostolic anointing and a prophetic utterance, God, because I know with the one-two punch the devil can't stand in the name of Jesus. And Lord, today I pray, God, that all that is done here, Lord, will be in line with your perfect will on earth as it is in heaven. Spirit of God, move in a greater way even now. We thank you for how you have moved, but I pray for a greater move in this place in the name of Jesus. And everybody that agrees, I want you to shout amen and give God a good hand clap. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to give just a few minutes for people to be seated there. And, uh, and we're going to go somewhere today because <coughs> you got to understand that when you are talking about kingdom benefits, kingdom rights, and I, 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 I hesitate to say the word right because sometimes when people hear rights, they compare it to your country club rights. <laughs> they, they, they compare it to, well, I, you know, this is what is entitled to me, but that's not what I'm talking about. And you'll understand here in just a moment. Over the past few weeks, as we've, as we've been in this series, we're focusing on citizenship, kingdom citizenship. It is very imperative. It is very important that we understand. Remember what I said two weeks ago, that we're not just saved from something. People who focus on just being saved from something, they never walk in the fullness of God because you're just saved from, you're just wanting to be saved from hell, but you're not wanting to be saved to the kingdom. 
Can I get a good amen? We, we're not just saved from the devil. We're not just saved from hell. We're not just saved from the chains of darkness. I praise God that we're, cha- we're saved from hell. I mean, my God, don't nobody want to go to hell. But, and I thank God that we are saved from darkness. But you need to understand that's not the totality. I think I, I think I used up all the listening in the first two hours. I mean, uh, that's not the totality of your salvation. That's not the totality of you living for the Lord. You have been saved from something, but you've been saved to something. You, 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 beloved, you, you got to understand that you were not, listen carefully, you were not saved to a religious organization. You were not saved to a denomination. You were not saved to man's opinions. You were not saved to worldly wisdom. You were not saved to the strength of the arm of the flesh. You were not saved uh, uh, to being complacent, uh, lukewarm, sissy-minded Christianity. No, you were saved to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Colossians 1.13 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. You were saved to the kingdom. It's imperative that we understand that we have been saved too. Or listen, and if we don't do this, we won't have a revelation of our rights and benefits as kingdom citizens. If you're always focusing on what you've been saved from, you'll never know what the benefit is of being saved to. Oh, glory be to God. We're about to go somewhere right now. If we think, listen, if we think we have been saved to religion or denominations or organizations, then our benefits will be wrapped up in what we have been saved to. That's why you got people who know how to operate in a business meeting but can't cast out a devil. Hallelujah. That's why, you, that's why you got people who know constitution and bylaws but can't lay their hands on the sick and they recover. Because they've been saved to an organization, not to the kingdom of God. And the Bible says the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but it is power, love, and a sound mind. It is joy in the Holy Ghost. The Bible says it's not in word only, but it is in power. Oh, glory be to God. Hallelujah. You see that, listen, and that would be okay if you were saved to a denomination if the devil didn't bother you. If you didn't have to put up with the devil, if you didn't have to put up with the powers of darkness, then it'd probably be okay that you were saved to a denomination. It'd, probably, it'd be okay that you were saved to some religious organization. But last time I checked, we, we listen, we're still out here advancing the kingdom and the devil don't want it. And every time we turn around, we got to put him under our feet because he's already under our feet in Jesus name. Hallelujah. So the last, last time I checked, we still are doing this. Can somebody shout amen? Listen, you got to know your rights. There is a devil and he does want to destroy you. And listen, he wants to destroy all that is important to you. Therefore, when he raises his ugly head at your family or at you, he doesn't care if you know the constitution and bylaws. He, he doesn't care that your great grandmama was a preacher. Oh, hallelujah. He could care less that your daddy was a deacon. He ain't even asking you, is your name on a membership roll? 
when he raises his ugly head, he wants to know, do you know who you are? And do you know what rights you have? We just warming up. Y'all stay with me. Push your neighbor, say, wake up. You should have ate a Snicker bar intermission. Can I tell you the only thing that's going to get his attention is do you know that you are a citizen of the kingdom of the most high God? Hallelujah. Do you know the benefits? Do you know the rights that you have as a kingdom citizen? It's not enough for you to know that you are a citizen, but you got to know your rights. I'm still in my introduction. Stay with me. There are many in the kingdom of God that love the Lord. You tithe. Listen, you serve. You even support the church. But you get beat up on a weekly basis by the devil. And it's because no one has ever told you what your rights are. No one has ever told you the benefits that belong to you when you were born of the spirit and put into the kingdom of God. No one has ever told you you don't have to put up with this and you can do that. Ah, uh, help us out, Lord. Now, I want, I want to give you an example. Just, just imagine that there was somebody. Y'all give Jesus three seconds a hand clap right now. Come on, clap your hands, all you people. Now somebody shout unto God with a voice of triumph. <laughs> there we go. It woke somebody up. I want you to imagine that there was somebody uh, from, from a different country. And, and this person came to the United States, the blessed United States of America, to become a legal citizen. A legal citizen. And so they go through all of the, the things that they're supposed to do to, to, to uh, become a legal citizen of the United States of America. And then on the day that they're sworn in, they, they are now a, a citizen of the United States of America. But during, listen now, but during their time of becoming a citizen, the only thing they ever told them was what they could not do instead of what they could do. Now this person goes out and gets a job and, 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 and they got their first paycheck, right? And they're coming home and when they come home, they walk in the house and they're thankful that they got a job. They're thankful that they, they've got paid from the job and they're thankful they can build a life. And somebody walks in with a knife and says, listen, you're about to give me all your money. I'm going to kill you right now. And they have to give all their money up. Now this happens, let's say this happens for about three weeks straight and somebody else that knows their rights as an American citizen it tells them, you know, like as a citizen, you can own a firearm. Uh, matter of fact, I know where to go buy one. And, and, and because when you have a firearm and they have a knife And all of a sudden he says, are you kidding me? You can own a gun in America? Yeah. And, and so they go and, and, and buy him one of them, you know, Glock 2s that 16 in the clip and one in the hole. And I'm just kidding. Y'all stay, stay with me. We sanctify still. Just hold on now. We're still sanctified. Stay with me. And so he goes and works all week. And then he comes home and, he, and, and, and now he knows he has a right, a benefit that he did not have before he was American citizen. But now he has it now that he is an American citizen. And he walks in and here comes the person to take the paycheck again with the knife that he's been taking the same paycheck with for three weeks now. The problem is now that when he walks in, this person ain't sitting here unarmed. 
This person has something that's better than a knife. This person, he points it out and says, don't ever come in my house again. Can I tell you, this is what's happening in the people of God all across the land. You were told when you got in the kingdom what you could not do, but ain't nobody told you what you can do. My Bible tells me, I feel like preaching now, my Bible tells me you can lay your hands on the sick and they shall recover. My Bible tells me you can cast out demons. My Bible tells me you can speak with new tongues. My Bible tells me that if the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the living God will lift the standard against him. My Bible tells me that a thousand can fall on this side and 10,000 on this right hand, but none shall come near me. Been told what you could not do, but ain't nobody told you what you can do. Oh, glory be to God. Many are believers are like this in the, in, in, in the land today. And, and can I tell you what the Bible says? Somebody say, preach, preacher. Come on now. Uh, the Bible says that, that, that you, can, you can take authority over all the powers of the devil. Where you got that at? Matthew 10 says, and when he called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them power over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. I got to thinking this past week while I was sitting at home praying and, and, and just listening to the Lord. How many of you, we casted devils out? We casted, we casted, there's a bunch of you. You don't want to say nothing. I know you want to keep your dignity, but we casted a bunch of devils out, a bunch of you came in, didn't even know you had them. Came down the anointing hit you and they started manifesting and we cast the devils out of you. Now you're saved, sanctified, filled full with the Holy Ghost. Some of you are serving in ministry. Your marriages are not a wreck anymore. You ain't got to put up with the darkness, turn around and ramp in your life on a regular basis. But why? Because I believe I can and I will cast devils out in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Casting devils out. Let me tell you something else you can do. According to Mark 16, you can speak with new tongues. Well, they told me that died with the last apostle. They don't know the Bible. They don't, they don't know their Bible. They don't have a revelation of their Bible. They're still stuck in between Pentecost and Passover. You need to get somebody who's done went on past Passover, who's done went on past Pentecost and has a revelation that if you call on the name of the Lord, he is the spirit and fire baptizer. Hallelujah. You can speak with new tongues. My Bible tells me that ain't the only thing you can do. My Bible tells me that if you drink anything deadly, it shall not harm you. My Bible tells me you can be just like the apostle Paul, that if a snake bites you on your hand, you should have passed out. You should have died. But the Bible says it shall not harm you. Glory be to we got We got half the folk ready to receive now. Now we got to get the rest of you. Hallelujah. What can you do? Let me tell you something else you can do. We're still in introduction. Stay with me. My Bible tells me in Luke chapter 6 and verse 38, give and it will be given to you. Uh, good measure, pressed down 
and shaken together and running over will be put into your bosom. For with the same measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. According to Galatians 6, the Bible says, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he shall also reap. He who sows to the flesh will reap corruption. That's why some of you got to stop sowing to the flesh, but you got to start sowing to the spirit because he who sows to the spirit will reap everlasting life. My Bible tells me in 2 Corinthians and chapter 9, he says, but I say unto you, he who sows sparingly shall reap sparingly, but he who sows bountifully shall reap bountifully. Let me tell you one more thing you can do as a citizen of the kingdom of God. It doesn't matter what side of the tracks you were born on. It doesn't matter what the color of your skin is. It doesn't matter whether you are a man or a woman. It doesn't matter who you think you are or who your ancestors were. But my Bible tells me that you can sow a seed and you can reap a harvest. My Bible tells me you've been commanded to be fruitful and multiply and everything you put your hands to shall prosper. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. That's why I don't put up. That's why I stand hard against crazy demonic stuff like critical race theories and all kinds of nonsense like that because it tells you that you've got to depend on the government or you've got to depend on this person or depend on that party because of the color of your skin. You need to say, devil, shut up. The last time I checked, if I sow, I shall reap. And you don't have the authority to dictate my future, but my future is in the hands of the Lord. Somebody give him a praise if you believe it now. Let me tell you something. As a, as a child of God, as a citizen of the kingdom of God, don't you ever let somebody tell you, you can't be this because you're this color. Or you owe somebody this because you're this color. You tell them, shut up, devil. I have not been born of the will of flesh. I have not been born of blood, but I was born of God. And when I came into the kingdom, I have kingdom benefits. And it says, I shall reap if I sow. Oh, hallelujah. It's all demonic. And it's trying to hold the church back. But see, when you, when you loose all that and say, I don't even belong over there anyway. When I got born again, I might have white on my skin. Oh, but I got red on the inside. And it is the blood of Jesus that has made me free. It is the blood of Jesus that has made me clean. And the only color he sees is red anyway. Hallelujah. If you listen, let me tell you something. I feel like I got to push this a little more. I kicked the, I kicked the hornet's nest. Listen, let me, let me tell you something. Anytime that something, someone or, or an entity tells you you need them to live, you need them to prosper, you need them to make it. 
You resist it steadfast in the faith. You say, shut up, devil. You don't even have one place to speak to me. My God tells me that I was formed and created in his image and made in his likeness. And if he said it, I know I can have it. Glory. Hallelujah. Ah, let's, let's go on. The Bible says, everybody say the Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, what is transforming your mind? The word of God. Now, has God ever asked anybody, could he bless you? Does God have to get permission from somebody to bless you? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. What is the word of God? I done taught you. It is the constitution of the kingdom of God. It is what dictates our lives. It's what we live by. It is the guidelines the king has given us that teach us how to behave, how to think, how to believe, how to live, how to battle, how to become victorious, how to function as a kingdom citizen. Glory be to God. There are a lot of people in the United States. Uh, watch this. There, there, millions, I think there's 300 and something million people in this, or citizens in this country. How many actually know their rights? You see, it's not enough to be a citizen. It's not enough to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. Do you know your benefits? Do you know your rights as a kingdom child of God? Mm. Help me out, Holy Ghost. See, when the kingdom of darkness comes and attacks with schemes and plans, many think they just got to take it. Well, God's trying to teach me something. Now, Brother Trey, imagine this week when I was beating the devil up to get the victory to manifest. Imagine if I just sat there all week and said, well, God's trying to teach me something. I'm just sick because God's trying to teach me something. Don't ever... Let that come out of your mouth. Ever. It is demonic. Every good and perfect gift comes from above. It's religious talk. It makes the flesh feel good and it makes the spirit feel bad. Can you imagine what kind of father I would be if I sat there and said, my son needs to learn a lesson, so I'm going to make him sick for three weeks. Are you kidding me? It's demonic. Let's go ahead and fix this too. Every sickness, every disease, every infirmity is from the devil himself. Yeah. 
Oh, glory. Some of y'all still tripping over what I said a while ago. Just, it's going to be okay. You want to know why? Because you've been watching news for two years. You've been watching the news for two years and you've been letting them tell you what you're supposed to believe instead of getting in this thing saying, God, what do you have to say about me? What do you have to say? The Bible says that uh, my people perish because of what? Not they don't they don't perish because of lack of money. They don't perish because of lack of truth or not truth. I'm sorry, lack lack of uh, of of receiving truth. He's saying they perish because of lack of knowledge. In the Constitution of the United States of America, it lists out your rights as a legal citizen. But let me tell you something: if you don't know them and you don't know how to walk in them, you won't never walk in them. Without relationship, there is no citizenship in the kingdom of God. Let me tell you something, if you try to access, if you try to, I'm going to say that one more time because it slipped over somebody. In the kingdom of God, there is, there is no citizenship without relationship. You cannot access the rights as a citizen of the kingdom of God if you don't have a relationship with the king. Just ask the seven sons of Sceva. They said, ah, we, we see some benefits. We see some rights. So they come up to the demon-possessed man, and they said, in the name that Paul preaches, in the name of Jesus, we cast you out. And they said, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who are you? And the Bible says that the demons came out of that man and beat them and stripped them naked and sent them out of the house. Why? Because, listen, they tried to have citizenship without relationship. It does not work that way. You've got to be connected. Glory be to God. Somebody say, what are my rights? What are my benefits? Can I tell you this is a benefit you have right here? This is a benefit that you shall be fruitful and you shall multiply and everything you put your hands to shall prosper in the name of Jesus. But you've got to disconnect. Help me, Holy Ghost. You have to disconnect from the world, its system, and its kingdom. And you have to connect completely to the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. I was thinking about, let me, let me tell you something. I was thinking about this the other day. You know, I've, uh, I've, been, I've been to India several times preaching. Uh, Brother Ramesh, I've been the church he was a part of. I've, I've been there, uh, Pastor David Moen's church. But anyway, in India, they have what they call a caste system. You know, you hear folk talking about, well, I can't, I can't make it because of who my daddy was, who my mama was. Don't even, I ain't even want to hear that junk in America. You have no idea what you're talking about. They have a caste system. In India, a caste system is this. If you were born broke, you die broke. And there's nothing you can ever do about it. That's why you see so many wanting to come to America and start something because they see that you, if you work hard, you can, you can progress. 
But in India, you can't do that because if you're born broke, if you're born poor, you die poor. It's called a caste system. If you're born rich, you die rich. There's nothing you can ever do to get out of it. Nothing. This is how it is. If your, if your family were doctors and your family were rich, well, that's how it's going to be for you. You'll have the privileges. You'll have everything. Everything will be open for you, and this is how you'll end up dying. And if your family was broke as a joke and couldn't buy a Coke, this is how it'll be. It don't matter how hard you work. no matter what you want to do. You'll never be able to get beyond that. Can I tell you, I'm so thankful that regardless of whether you're in India, whether you're in America, whether you're in Jackson, Georgia, whether you're in Atlanta, Georgia, or whether you're in California, the blood of Jesus has broken the limitations off of you and if you're, it doesn't matter if you were born broke if you begin to obey this word and apply this word you shall succeed Hallelujah. I'm so glad that the blood of Jesus did not have to look back and ask my ancestors, can he be rich? The Bible says that Jesus became poor, that I might become rich. I'm so glad the blood of Jesus did not look back and ask my education, ask my economic status, can I be rich? But he said, if you will obey these words and put them in the practice. I'll bless everything you put your hands to. Can we get a good amen in the house? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have rights to prosperity. Well, preacher, I don't believe in prosperity. Pass yours my way. I'll use it. I know how to use it. I'll put it to work. I don't believe in all that prosperity stuff. Bless your heart. Why not? No, I mean, that's a legitimate question. Why not? Can you answer it? <laughs> all of you, all of, all of some of you younger people that are going into the ministry, you hear me. Don't you ever let anybody tell you that because you stepped into ministry, you're now less than. I like what J.D. Shuttlesworth says. He says, let me tell you something. For me, he's, he's an evangelist. He says, for me to be the president of the United States would be a down step. It'll be to step down. I ain't stepped down. I stepped up. No, let me tell you something. Don't you ever, those of you going into the ministry, don't you ever believe a lie that you have to turn around and be broke, busted, disgusted, can't be trusted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm kicking a few devils around. I can feel it right now. But I need to, I need to stop in a minute because I think I've done um, exceeded the limitations of some of y'all's medication. Amen. Some, some of them still eating, but some of them just like, I can't, that's it, that's it, I'm done. I'm writing notes from 20 minutes ago. 
prosperity is yours. Lift your hand and say, in Jesus' name. name. Prosperity Prosperity. is mine. mine. You want to know why many people want the church broke? Because then they have to turn around and beg them for money. It's called a Jezebel spirit. Seeks to manipulate, intimidate, and dominate the move of God. So come and beg me for your money and sell me your broke down converse so I can give you an extra $18 when they only cost two and I can act like I helped the kingdom. I don't know what devil I'm kicking right now, but there's something in here. And God is sitting there saying, if you'll just get a revelation, if you'll just get a revelation of sowing and reaping, What else is yours as a kingdom citizen? Protection. The Bible says that the angels of the Lord shall bear you up in their hands lest you dash your feet against a stone. What else is yours? Peace. My God, so many people need peace. Folks stirred up. About ready to OD on antidepressants and all kinds of stuff. When all you got to do is call on the Prince of Peace. He is yours and you are his. Oh God, let it come on our lives. Peace is mine, covenant is mine, hallelujah. What else is yours? Faith. Faith, everybody shout faith. Can I tell you, you cannot put a draw on the kingdom of God without faith. Faith is the currency in the kingdom of God. Not your tears, not your emotions, not, hey, we shout, we praise. Y'all seen it a while ago. We're going to clap. We're going to dance. We're going to give God the praise that he is worthy of. We're going to worship. My God, the spirit of the Lord fall on people. They're going to fall out. We gonna, we're going to get there. But can I tell you, ain't none of that the currency of heaven? The currency of heaven is faith, and if you're going to receive anything from the Lord, you got to have it. He said, you can't even please me without it, and if you come to me, you got to have it. Hallelujah. You have to have faith, and faith is yours as a kingdom citizen. Let me give you one more. The presence of God. How many are thankful for the presence of God? Hallelujah. The the manifest presence of the Lord. Glory be to God that can come on your life. Hallelujah. Make things right. And if it don't make that right, it can make you right in it. Can I get a good amen? Can I tell you something? You were not created. I'm I'm just jumping for a minute, but we're about done. You were not created to operate in fear. Say in Jesus' name, I was not created to operate in fear. Every time you step in fear, you need to realize you step out of who God has made you to be.
It's amazing to me. People are saying, man, we want revival. We want what, we want what y'all have down there to ALC. We, uh, preacher, can you come? We want it to be here. And I'm sitting there saying, yeah, but you got to kick fear out because that's the devil we fought about a year and a half ago. And we turned around and put him on the road and said, you got to go down somewhere else because fear and faith are not going to inhabit the same place. And if you want to move a God, it ain't going to come through your fear and it ain't going to come through your six foot distance. I'm in a, I'm kicking something now. Your six foot social distance. And ain't going to come through all that nonsense. It's going to come through saying, God, you are my supplier. You are my El Shaddai. You are my Jehovah Rapha. And I depend on you and nothing else. When you do this, it invites a glory and a power and an anointing that comes on a house. And before you know it, your prodigal start being born again and you get your fire back and you get your anointing back and you get your praise back and you get your worship back. And before you know it, you want to minister again. You want to get out of the bars and you want to do what God told you to do. Why? Because faith showed up in the house. Hallelujah. Pastor, we, Apostle, we want, we want revival. Can you come? Got your, got your water fountains taped up. You don't want revival. You want to say you have it. You ain't even kicked that devil out yet. I done stirred up a lot today. Can we get at least a third of y'all to come back next Sunday? Amen. You can, faith and fear won't occupy the same place. Forget it. But when you turn around and say, no, I'm I'm going to, uh, I think I'm going to believe God. I think I'm going to walk with God. I I think if he was big enough to save me, I think he's big enough to keep me. I I think if he was big enough to show up in the moment when nobody else could, I, I think he can supply for me now. I I, I think that if he showed up the time when he healed my kid, I think that he can show up now. I I think that if he showed up the time that I wanted to put the pistol in my mouth and nobody else could turn around and bring me out of my darkness, I think if he showed up in that moment, I think that I'm going to trust him right now. And David said, goodness and mercy shall follow me. the days of my life not just the days that COVID was not here not just the days that the doctor didn't give a bad report not just the days that the the economy didn't turn around David said in all of it goodness and mercy shall follow me how many are glad for goodness and mercy All right, y'all ready for point number one? (laughs) Some folk got real nervous then. I feel it in me right there. People went, 
<laughs> Honey, the roast is burnt already. <sighs> All right, here's your point. And I'm going to do you like last week. You can take it and go preach it yourself. Kingdom citizenship is knowing and walking in your rights and benefits as a child of God. Knowing and walking in your rights and benefits. I'm using the word benefit because that's what the Bible said, 103rd Psalm. And forget not what? All his benefits. All his benefits. Preacher, I don't understand. This sounds so foreign to me. You know why? Because much of the church has moved away from where they once was. We still holding on. We still here. Like we still believe you can be healed. Like, like we still believe that if you're out of your mind, we can cast the devil out of you. We still believe that we can preach and folk get actually saved and stuff. We still believe crazy things like this. We still believe that the gifts of the Holy Ghost are like flowing in the church and God didn't stop with the last apostle. Can't figure out where they got that from. You know, the last apostle, the gift stopped moving and he just gave it to the apostle. There was only 12 and there was like 120 when it started. We still believe like God can give you visions and dreams. Like we, and, and then I'm the, we still believe like God is supernatural. He's actually supernatural, man. Yes, sir. yes, he is. Yes, he is. So many people are trying to make God out to be some natural being. Listen carefully, that they can understand with their natural mind. And if they can't understand it, then it ain't God. Who said that you could search everything out about God? Brother Marshall, can, can I, I, I don't want to embarrass you. Come here for a second, brother. Come here. He, he told me a testimony the other day. Now, about a month and a half ago, two months ago, we was in service and I said, I, I stopped and I said, I see, I see a piece of paper. I see somebody at a desk and a piece of paper and something's, and it's like a contract or something is being signed. And what was supposed to happen today is not happening, and when you get to work tomorrow morning, you're gonna see it. Like, you know, like stuff, visions, right? Brother Marshall, I, I don't wanna embarrass you. Thank you for coming down, but tell these people what happened to you that next day. Well, I walked into work and- uh, Tell them what was supposed to happen. Well, it was going on eight hours a day, which cut me about $500 a week. And my boss called me and he said, I can't do this to everybody, but, you're going to get your 10-hour days, whether work it or not. Wow. 
Come on, Jesus. And a piece of paper was on the desk. <laughs> Can somebody, thank you, Brother Marsh. I just wanted to testify that what we're preaching here <laughs> is not a man's opinion and it's not some kind of doctrine of demon, but this is the gospel of the kingdom of God. This is the gospel of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So, walking in the, the kingdom citizenship. Tell Bishop Jakes, I'll give him notes in a little while. Praise God. <laughs> kingdom citizenship is, is knowing and walking. Can I... Give me five more minutes. Let me talk. I want to talk to every person in this house that's under the age of 25 right now. Look up at me quickly. Sometimes the enemy will deceive you into believing that what I'm preaching is for the older people. It's just for those who got their stuff together and I'm just starting and they don't even know where I'm at. They don't even know where I'm at. They don't even know what, you know, they've, they've been in their deal for 20 years now. I'm still trying to get an apartment. I'm still trying to make it out of ninth grade. <laughs> if I can just tell you anything, especially those of you right now, not just only, but especially those of you right now that still have the privilege of living at home, listen carefully. This gospel does not just work for older people. This gospel works for everybody. Had a man tell me one time, you can't preach that in Africa. I said, watch me. You're going to preach, preach prosperity in Africa? I said, why wouldn't I? I didn't read in the Bible where the Bible is, is bound by geographical locations, you religious devil. I thought it was for everybody. I thought it worked for everybody. How dare me? Listen to me, those of you under age 25. Right now, if you will start taking seed, If your mom and daddy give you 10 bucks, give God a dollar and a half. At least watch what happens. Start sowing for your future. I know young couples right now that are not out of their 20s. They got a hold of what we were teaching and preaching here and they're debt free right now. Right now. In their 20s. That ain't possible. Why is it not? Who told you it wasn't? Glory be to God. I feel one of them anointed now where I want to start calling folk out, but I'm going to leave it alone now. Amen. We done had church. We done seen people get saved. You done heard the word. And we, we've seen, we've worshiped the Lord. We've praised the Lord. But please hear me. Young adults, youth, if you'll do what I'm telling you to do, if you'll do it, if you'll tithe, no, well, it ain't but a dollar. I don't, it, God didn't ask you. 
if you'll tithe and give at least 5% of what you have every week and sow it as a seed to your future, you watch. Well, you don't know who my parent. God didn't ask you who your parents were. God didn't ask you how bad your home life was. Let me tell you, keep sowing it to your future and God will take you out of that mess. Right now, if you'll start doing this, by the time you get my age, you'll have so many haters. Trust me. But it's biblical. It's biblical. Jesus said, listen, Holy Ghost, you got to, we got to get out of here. Amen. But he said, he's, this is what the Bible says. He who has given up father, mother, brother, sister, lands, houses, money, whatever, you will reap a hundredfold in this life, but it won't happen without persecution. Because every time you get blessed, haters are going to show up. So you have to make up in your mind, like I tell my son, the winter circle small. That's how it is. But the more blessed you're going to have, the more you're going to be persecuted, but it's okay. You got to make up in your mind. Do I want to hang out with everybody else or do I want to be blessed? This gospel that I preach is not just for folk who done been in the faith for a while. This gospel is for you. You don't even have kids yet and gospel and God will start blessing your kids before they ever come out of your loins. How do you know that? The Bible says that when Abraham gave a tithe, he was blessing Levi and, and Abraham had yet to even have Isaac. God said, I was blessing your seed before you even knew you could have a kid. Woo. Hallelujah. I was blessing your seed before you could even knew you had a seed. So those of you that are listening to me on this, don't you think, don't you ever buy into some doctrine of demons that to serve the Lord, you got to be broke. I'm, every time I say that, there's somebody in here that's chapping bad. I mean, it's chapping them. Get your scriptures. I get my scriptures. We'll talk. That you've got to live your life broke, sick. That you've got to live your life without. That you've got to live your life depressed. None of it. You hear me now. A while ago when I said that, we're, in, we're about to end. Praise God, help me out, Jesus. But a while ago when I said that about closing the door, closing the door, every one of you, every one of you young people that's under the age of 25, I don't care if you have 50 cent in your pocket, you should have sewed in it. Close it. Close it and let God open something up. In Jesus' name. Now, can I, can I give one more testimony? 
I'm having to do this because I feel the faith level do here and then it goes here. It goes here and it goes here in the church. I don't know if you can sense that or not. And so I'm having to, I'm having to, I want it to raise so that when you leave here, you're not here, you're here. Do y'all understand that? So I'm taking a while to do this. Uh, J-Bug, come here for a minute. I, I, don't want to dis- I don't want to embarrass you, J-Bug. Come here, but you're my family, so I can call on you anytime. That's part of being family, right? Anytime. So this is, this is my niece right here. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me. Anyway, but so she, was, she, she had been looking for a job. Give, give it to me. She'd been looking for a job. And because in her, she don't want, you know, she don't want to be, can I say that to everybody? She don't want to be vaccinated. So in her field of work, um, there wasn't nothing opening for her. And so anyway, but she done, she done, she was sitting in the house and heard something. Now, j Bud, tell them, tell them what you did and then tell them what happened. Okay, so I was going through school um, to be a dental assistant and I sowed a seed to graduate school with all A's, and in high school that was really hard for me. So I graduated the dental program with all A's. Come on, let's give, let's stop and give God glory for that. Graduate dental program with all A's. Yeah, and then I sowed a seed um, for the amount that I wanted, and I said, you know, Lord, I've sowed my seeds. I'm faithful in my tithe. This is a job that I want. And when I shown up to that interview, I, you know, I was praying in my car and I said, Lord, if this is where you want me to be, this is mine and I want it. Now, there were some other ones that wasn't giving you the time of day, right? Yeah. So I, I would go in, I would do a work interview because in the dental field, you have to work. That is your interview. It's not a desk. You work for a day and they see kind of what they think about you. And some of them was like just way below my seed. Some of them would call me and then set up an interview and cancel it, just crazy stuff. And um, so I'm sitting in the parking lot of this place, and I'm like, Lord, you know, I sowed a seed if this is where I need to be. I want it, and if you just want to bless me, God, show me a sign. And I walked in the door that morning, and they were praying and had Christian music playing. And she told me, she said, we have a week of interviews coming, so you'll find out in about two weeks if you'll have this job. My interview was 8 a.m., and she called me the next day at 8 a.m., so 24 hours, said that she ended the interviews and offered me a job $2 more than what the typical pay is. Come on. Somebody give the Lord a good praise in the house of God. Jesus said, I'll move around the vaccine. Well, let's stand. Uh, we, we've, had, we've had a good time in the presence of the Lord. But I feel God saying that just there's something else. And... Uh, As kingdom citizens, put a, your faith puts a draw on things like this, church. Your faith puts a draw on things like this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, today your word has been preached and taught. You showed up so graciously this morning. We're so thankful. 
Father, today I sense that there are people struggling right now. And I know that's a general statement, but I sense, God, that that the enemy has fought some people in this house all service long to try to keep them from receiving the word of the Lord because he knows how dangerous their faith really is. He knows that when their faith begins to be activated and and they begin to reach out and grab your word, there's nothing he can do to stop it. Father, today in the name of Jesus, I pray that your spirit would begin to move on people and help them in this moment that faith would reach to at a all time high in their lives. And God, that they'll begin to believe you. Not just believe in you, but believe what you say. And as they begin to believe it, you'll begin to open for them the, the very riches of the kingdom of heaven. And you'll bless everything they put their hands to. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for everybody that showed up here today. I know that your spirit has prepared us for the word. And he has preached, oh God, and I give you glory now. In the name of Jesus. We pray you were blessed by today's message. For more content and to get to know us better, download our app at AbundantLifeChurch.com.